Welcome to Turn on a Dime podcast with your host, Hannah Osborne. Turn on a Dime is the hub for examining the effects of media and cancel culture and how they coincide with past and present political events. Every other week, we'll feature a guest with knowledge on politics, media, or a combination of the two. Tune in every Monday at 3 p.m. for Turn on a Dime podcast. And now here's your host, Hannah Osborne. Welcome back to Turn Into Dime podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Osborne, and this week I want to break down some of the topics we've covered over the past 10 weeks and what I have learned over the course of the past 10 weeks. First and foremost, what is cancel culture and how is it affecting our media? Over the course of the past 10 weeks, I have definitely been more aware and consuming a lot more media pertaining to politics and cancel culture. I think my opinion still remains that cancel culture has positive effects and positive intentions, but overall it has a negative application and our culture has just taken it and spun it into this big bad evil that negates the positive effects that it could have. I also still stand by the fact that cancel culture is more of a person crying wolf than anything. I think that it brings awareness to the wrongdoings of people, but long-term I don't think that there is long-lasting effects or long-lasting punishments. And I think that as a society, we should be more purposeful and for one, who we're canceling, what we're canceling them for, what leaves room for retribution, and how we can apply it so that it's in a fair manner to the point where it will be received well. More than anything, I think that cancel culture is being used as a tool by politicians and the media to drive people's perspectives. Because if you look at it in the full picture, there are very few people that do face the full consequences of what you expect from cancel culture. But yet you hear it every day again and again and again. You don't actually see those effects being taken. So it's really just being used as a tool to drive the mass populations to have a belief about someone or something or an event. And I think that we as the consumers of that media need to be conscious of what we're consuming, how true it is, and if we're going to let that be the deciding factor in what actions we take further. Take, for instance, J.K. Rowling. We discussed her previously in the, su- in the semester for her transphobic rhetoric and her beliefs, and people call her a quote-unquote turf. A turf, according to the Oxford Languages Dictionary, is a person whose views on gender identity are considered hostile to transgender people, or who opposes social and political policies designed to be inclusive to transgender people. And J.K. Rowling has come forward to claim that she isn't expressing transphobic rhetoric, but yet there are examples of her in the past doing so. And there are cases of people boycotting J.K. Rowling for these actions and for these thoughts and for expressing them in a wide manner to her, to her very large audience. Yet, She's not facing the really ill effects of doing those actions because just recently HBO is rumored to be producing a Harry Potter television show. So she is still profiting off of everything Harry Potter copyrighted. So is she actually being canceled is the question there. I think no, not in the way that people are perceiving that. We also mentioned Tucker Carlson in that first episode. And since that episode, it has been revealed in a lawsuit that Fox News was lying to their viewers about who they supported, what they supported, and they were falsifying what they were airing even if they didn't hold withhold those beliefs themselves, 
which again just reiterates the fact that you need to be conscious of what you are consuming. You need to be fact-checking what you're consuming. You need to attempt to consume as much of the media as you can so that you can collect all of it. And as Dr. Fry mentioned on his episode, to dig through that for the truths and the facts that are lying within those reports from each of those media outlets. Throughout the process of producing, editing, researching for this podcast, as well as other aspects of my capstone project, including news articles, I have been learning to dedicate a lot of my time to researching events, to finding the facts, to taking a perspective from each side, and most importantly, being objective in that research. Because I think one of the most prevalent things that we're lacking is unbiased sources. And in my experience, I have learned that it's extremely hard to remove your bias It reflects in what you cover, it reflects in how you cover, it reflects in what sources you use. It is extremely hard, but it's also extremely important to not approach things with the bias because then you're only going to see it with your rose-colored glasses on. You're only going to see it in the light that you expect to see it. You're not allowing those events to have the impact that they have without those preconceived notions. I also think it's extremely important to be critical of all sides. It doesn't matter if you support that side, you support that person, you support that policy. You need to be critical of it because nothing is going to be perfect and there's always going to be room for more improvement. There's always going to be room for more compromise. And I think it's going to be really interesting to see how the current culture and the current the current hostility of the political realm will play out in this coming election, which is going to be a very It's going to be a very interesting election. It's going to be a very telling election. And, you know, we might even end up with a president who is a convicted felon, given the fact that Donald Trump has just been arraigned on account of 34 felony counts. And if he is found guilty, he can still run for president, which is a really surprising thing that I even learned this semester was that felons can run for office, which is very interesting considering that felons in most cases can't even vote. Looking forward and with using all of the information and experience that I learned this semester, I learned quite a few things about myself as well. Obviously, I withheld bias, which I think anyone can say. I think especially if you do care about politics, it's hard to relinquish any bias. Looking into things, I did come in with preconceived notions about everything, and my expectations and my beliefs weren't always accurate and they weren't always painting a full picture of what was true. So that is definitely something I learned is that even if you are interested in politics, you need to take that interest and use it productively by being fair and looking at both sides of the picture and fact-checking because you don't want to spread misinformation. You want to know the truth and you want to know the facts so that you can make the best choices for yourself as well as for others. Another thing that I learned this semester is how incredibly draining and emotionally demanding politics are and can be and that reading the news is depressing. Reading the news will make you cry. Reading the news will make you angry. But those emotions you should channel into taking action because regardless of if it is a heavy subject, it is still incredibly important to be participating in politics, to be voting, to be aware, because by being aware and by participating is the only way that we can make change happen and make those better things come to life. I also learned that on the perspective of media, for those journalists, for the reporters, for the analysts, Every single one of these people are 
participating in a very big picture. And for those people, it can be incredibly emotionally draining. I definitely learned for myself that the research takes a lot of time. Getting the right wording takes a long time. Spending time seeing both sides of the picture, it takes time. So this is definitely something that you have to sit down and take. You can't just scroll as we all do and as we have all been trained to do. Scroll through the headlines because those are only giving you a minuscule bite of the whole picture. And a lot of the times those headlines can be harmful and misleading. So I think for even my generation, but older generations too are just as guilty of it no matter how many jokes they like to make about children being with their nose shoveled in their phones. I think older generations are just as guilty on different platforms and in different ways of participating in the harmful side effects of media and media and politics. Another aspect of this podcast that has taught me a lot is listening to other people's perspectives, learning those and carrying those perspectives with you when you go on and make decisions for yourself or for other people because other people's perspectives matter and it's important that you have the conversation because if they believe one thing and you believe another it might be that you have completely different information given to you and together you can collaborate and come to one perspective. At the end of the day it is undeniable that media, social media, and politics and the places where they intertwine and the people that are running things behind the scenes, the politicians and the media resources, these can all be very draining things to consume daily. So it's very important to be conscious of your consumption and do it in an appropriate manner to the point where you can learn and be knowledgeable on what you're doing, but at the same time, don't drain yourself and kill yourself over all the little things that in some cases you have no control over and when you do have control over make efforts where it counts two final thoughts i want to leave you with is for one that these media outlets are businesses meaning that money is their priority so this is why it is additionally important to find all the resources that you can because they are all catering to a certain group that is going to give them the most money And for two, be protective of your mental health, especially if you are a journalist, a person of the media, or if you are even just consuming this media that is being produced. It is incredibly heavy and it can be very depressing and give you a very pessimistic outlook on the future. But my hope, and I hope that yours can be too, is that we can turn things around. We still have time and we can all come together to achieve a better future for ourselves and for our children. And on that note, thank you for tuning in to this episode of Turn on a Dime podcast. Join me again next week for our final episode of Turn on a Dime, where my guests will be giving feedback on what they have learned through this past semester from Turn on a Dime. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Turn on a Dime. But wait, the content doesn't stop there. For more conversations on this episode's content, head over to my blog, at hannahosbornebiz.wixsite/turnonadime. The blog and website are also linked to my Instagram at turnonadimepodcast. Tune in every Monday at 3 p.m. for more episodes. This has been Turn on a Dime.